All right. Welcome back to Building a Fighter. This is Alex Friedman, a strength coach out of Denver, Colorado. And with me, as always, my co-host, Dr. Austin Shane, operating in Scottsdale, Arizona, as a uh, strength and conditioning coach and sports chiropractor. Um, And today we are going to talk about a coach-athlete relationship and more specifically, whether you should be friends with your athletes. And I think we get this a lot because we're relatively young in the strength coach or the strength coaching world. And some people have different varying takes on it. But for me personally, I think this is probably at the forefront of one of those what if questions. What if you're friends with your athletes? What's the benefits? What's the downsides? So that relationship's ever evolving. But right now, the age, the scope, the um, place that Austin and I are both at in our careers, I feel like being friends with our athletes is is a hot topic. For sure. And <clears throat> the one thing about strength and conditioning in general, it's typically a young person's field, right? right? It's a lot of strength coaches and it's not, it's not because, oh, you need to be like athletically fit to do the job. We see that time and time again, that good coaches don't necessarily have to be the best performing weight room people. But what I will say is it, it allows you to connect your athlete a little bit better. And I think that, I think that helps. And that puts you in that weird situation where I can relate to a large amount of my athletes, right? I, I, I relate, I, I tell them all the time, like, fuck, I'm more of a fighter than I am a doctor, like a hundred percent. And so that puts me in that weird spot as a professional where like, you want to be friends. You want to be able to hang out with these people, but do you overstep that boundary? Cause sometimes you got to be the person that's going to tell them what they don't want to hear. Sometimes you got to be that dickhead that pushes them really, really hard in that training session. And if you do become friends, can you separate friend from professional as you go through? Um, and that, that's a boundary that I walk all the time. <laughs> uh, right. just, just the personality that I am and, and the way that I interact with people, I'm very broish. Um, and a lot of my fighters are also very broish. So it's it's a natural friendship, right? Like right away, where we can hang out and and do those those different, like we can go on a hike together, we could go paddle boarding together, we could go hang out in public and it doesn't look awkward where it's like a 75-year-old and a 20-year-old. Right. Um, and it's, it's something that I'm on the side of as long as you can still do your job, it shouldn't hurt your ability to become friends. Cause I think that just makes, sometimes you see it work out where if it hurts your job, that's a terrible decision, but sometimes that makes your relationship so much better that it gets them as an athlete to the next level because they found somebody they can put all of their trust in. Absolutely. Um, I think this is a very contextual question, but I think it's also, uh, there's a lot of gray area, right? Yep. I don't, I don't, I think, and that's what we're here to explore. Cause I don't think there's a black and white answer. Like, yes, be friends with your athletes. No, don't be friends with your athletes. I think it's going to depend on your context, your personality, your ability to do your job. Like you were just saying, Austin, and then what's accepted kind of in the situation that you're in, like collegiate setting strength coach, probably not the best thing to be friends with your athletes, right? You don't, you don't want to be that weird strength coach going to the house party with the 20 year olds. (laughs) Right. Avoid that at all costs. Um, But I see, you know, I see GAs, you know, in that position all the time. Yeah. Or, you know, even young assistant strength coaches like that, that should just lead to a a mixed bag of trouble. You know, that was me uh, when I was a GA, right. I coached the rugby team in the weight room, but then eventually I was a player like a, a peer of some of these athletes on a different team. 
right? So it's like, I'm a teammate, we're going to a team function, but I'm also their coach in some settings and contexts. Like, where's the, the line there, right? Or, and I think MMA overall is a different context wholeheartedly, right? I think yeah. MMA, it's more of a one-on-one relationship, um, especially as you get up in the ranks and as your, your individual preparation becomes more and more important. So the individual relationship becomes a lot more important and it's less of a detriment or has less risk to go get a cup of coffee, to go have dinner and drinks, go and and do different things like a hike or paddleboarding or with your athletes, you know, that, that becomes now productive time and a positive thing in both the coach and the athlete's life versus a risk. Right. Yeah. I I mean, I was listening to, uh, the, our, our book of the month spoiler alert, it's relentless by Tim Grover. Um, and, and I was listening to that and he has a quote in there that, uh, it's actually one of the reasons why I brought it up to you that I think we should dive into this. Um, where he's like, I never try to be friends with my athletes. I, I don't care if I'm friends with my athletes. I care about that. I'm the guy that they call after if they go on a losing skid, and it's 2 a.m. and they want to get shots in or they want to focus on form, I'm the first person in their phone book that they call. I want to be that guy that can help them out of anything. And it just so happens that being that guy, I become friends with a lot of my athletes. But I never try to become friends with my athletes. I try to let it happen naturally. If it doesn't happen, not a big deal. I get to do my job. If it does happen, then you navigate that friendship like coaching relationship, but going, going out of your way to be like, try to be, you know, the parent that's like more of a friend than an actual parent. That's kind of what I equate this to, like trying to like hold their hand and and be like the nice parent instead of doing your fucking job and, and handling what you should be handling and letting your, I guess, relationship get in the way of the actual work. Yeah. That's hundred percent accurate as far as don't force it. Right. Like I've been that I've seen that coach. I've been that coach where it's like, I need to be friends with this guy to get through yep. to him. Or I need mm-hmm. to, I need to really ramp up our relationship and then I can start coaching him right where do your fucking job. And then like, if the friendship comes then it comes, but it, you got to be relational and approachable by everybody, every athlete that you coach. Yep. I think that's a, that's a huge point as far as being extroverted to an extent where you're genuinely interested in what's going on in their life. You know, what's going on in their life and that will help you better coach them. Mm-hmm. Right. But then when they reciprocate the interest and then when everything, you know, push comes to shove, like this person I like to hang out with, like go ahead. But there is a, a line there too, that I think, you know, shouldn't be hanging out playing video games, smoking weed with your athletes. Like that's, that's yeah. just a professionalism thing. Right. So conduct yourself as a professional and then, you know, find and navigate where is that fine line between like appropriate and appropriate or losing complete credibility versus maintaining it. So I, I really like that quote as far as I want to be the first guy they call to get extra work in. And if it happens to be that we're friends and it happens to come along, like it will, mm-hmm. right? The people you surround yourself with, regardless of their title, coach, mentor, you know, um, peer, whatever, they're friends, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's hard to define a friend, right? Yeah. So somebody that you can rely on, but somebody that you can also go have fun with, I think is, is who I want to be as a coach because I can genuinely impact their training, genuinely give them my best services. But then also on the back then, like I got your back on the personal stuff. I got your back on, you know, whatever's going on in your personal life, because that's a huge part in coaching as well. Like that's almost the, the piece that I get more 
um, gratitude and satisfaction from is like, if I help, you know, a youth athlete work through something that they, that is troubling them in high school, or I'm working with my MMA guys. And like, you know, I just had a kid. It's like, awesome. How can I help with that? Or how can we help develop your character? Because you're, you've been inconsistent, blah, blah, blah. How can we right. help change this? Um, which is the, the end game in coaching anyway, right? It's like, mm-hmm. how can we help our athletes become better people? Um, because even guys that achieve championships and leave a legacy that doesn't define them forever, right? Who they are in the moment is going to define them. I don't know. That's kind of a long tangent, but no, it's, it's, you brought up a good point where, I mean, you brought up a lot of good points, but the one that kind of stuck out to me was talking about the credibility factor, um, bringing it back to that part. And that's the part that I don't know if there's a right way to handle it, but that's the part that's so important in this dynamic is that you guys can fuck around when it's out of practice, but the credibility to understand that you're the professional and this is your line of work, this is what you do every day and what you focus on. You guys, you can't just be like, oh, fuck you, right? Like what I would do with my, I would do with my buddy. Like if you're telling me something to like what to do, not, not that you don't have credibility, but I'd probably mouth, mouth off to you when you said it, instead of actually doing that, because I trusted you as the competent professional that you are. That's, that's the part that everybody in the dynamic has to know. If I use a certain tone, or if I say you got to do something, dude, you got to fucking do that thing. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then there's mutual respect too. Like, you know, I get to be buddies with X and X and like all of a sudden it's like 15 minutes before the session. Yo, man, I can't make it. I got this going on. Can we do it another time. It's like, there's a gap in professionalism there too, yep. right? You got to respect yeah. my time as a professional. I don't care how close we are. Right. right? That's so fair. There's a set of understandings that, that have to go along with that. And not necessarily the more you demean yourself in their presence or with your friendship, but the more, I guess, if you're living contrary to what you preach, like that gets exposed and you lose credibility. Right. Right. Well, it's kind of like working like, like for me personally, like I don't like to work on my family as far as healthcare goes. Right. Cause I don't think not that they don't, cause I know my dad listens to this. I have to actually explain Uh, (laughs) (laughs) not that they don't listen to what I have to say. Not that I don't, they don't, I know they know that I'm good at my job, but coming from your son or coming from your brother or coming Mm -hmm. from your grandson, that's way different than most people that look at me as Dr. Austin. Right. So just having that lens of your whole life, like, <laughs> uh, like the joke with all my high school friends is they just wanted, they forever are just going to call me Dr. Dickhead. And they're like, Oh yeah, you're going to be a chiropractor. Like I'm never going to call you doctor unless it's Dr. Dickhead and for whatever reason that's stuck. Mm-hmm. None of like, none of them would look at me with the credibility that I've gotten over the years. Right. Yeah. So that immediately takes away from your ability to administer the best care you could because they don't necessarily trust what's going on. They don't trust you as the professional in this relationship. Um, and that's that's something that I could see happen if you do as a net potential negative, if you do get too close to the athlete, if you guys become really close friends, that and that goes back to my first point of credibility. You, you have to make sure that everybody in the dynamic understands that your credibility got you. And that's the first thing that has to come in this equation. Right. Yeah. It's almost still a coach athlete relationship, even despite how close of friends you become or how anything Mm -hmm. still got to be viewed as like a coach athlete relationship. And you can be closer to one athlete or the other or whatever happens. But at the end of the day, can you guys effectively execute what the the mutual benefit that you saw here? Can we effectively do that? Um, And in some instances, like you can't, like you said, with some of your collegiate buddies are like, you know, and maybe not that they wouldn't 
trust or respect your credentials or, or your ability or whatever, like you inherently know all that stuff. Right. But it, it comes across differently because of the perception and history that whoever exactly. has with you. Exactly. Know? So I get that way too. Where a lot of people, you know, hit me up like typical strength coach saying like, yo, can you send me a program? Like we're buddies, right? <laughs> like, it's like my new one has just been, I send back the laughing emoji. <laughs> if anybody asks me for a program, like, yeah, could you hook it up? I just send back the laughing emoji and don't right. respond past that. Right. Because even if you do take time to write a fully drawn out program or whatever, um, they'll give it two glances and like, okay, I'm going to do this and then add in what I want to do anyway. Exactly. You know, because, you know, because they want something for free or it's just low risk again, because I don't, I'm not there to hold your hand. Or there's no real consequence because who am I to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's the people that, oh, uh, I know you said to do this, but right. I really, I saw this on Instagram that day and I really want to throw that in there. How could you make that work with this program? And then that happens every single day. Those are my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Or like <laughs> I did part of this, but can I add in and do what I want anyway? It's like, yeah, you can, but, but as <laughs> but a then, professional, that's not what I recommend. Right. Or but then why did I do this for the last hour of my life? <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. an interesting conundrum. Uh, one dynamic I think that's uh, helped <clears throat> me significantly both in my career, but personally is like, is training with my athletes, which again, is another mm-hmm. thing that, that brings you towards friendship, right. Is more of a peer to peer relationship or even where they're the, the um what's it called the more knowledgeable other right yep. that's the mm-hmm. the person that they are in in the training room and that's almost a sense of vulnerability on my part like it's like oh no that i'm gonna get exposed that i don't know this technique and then when we get in the weight room they're not gonna listen to me because i didn't know that technique and i have no credibility but the opposite happens yeah. right it's actually a trust building thing because they come into my house the weight room and they do all this funky shit that's uncomfortable and awkward Mm -hmm. to them. Right. I don't think less of them because of what they're doing or they don't know how to do like a a med ball shot put or whatever. They don't think less of me because I don't know the MMA technique. They, they gain respect that I'm putting myself out there and Mm -hmm. trying to do what they do or, or trying to at least learn more about what they do in their style, which helps me be a better coach and helps me understand the person more. So it gives me a better relationship, more friendship. Right. So, um, training, I've always been a fan of training with your athletes and I could, I'm not the first coach to ever do that. Right. That's not a new thing, but I think the, from a strength coach perspective, it might be a little outside the box. Yeah, no, but I, I love what you're saying. And that's one of my favorite parts of, of actually going to wrestling practice. And that's why I think more strength coaches and healthcare practitioners should go to the skill practices. Um, something that we advocate for almost every podcast, but the more exposure you get, the more you're like, Oh, I want to try that. Or like me and Alex, where like, we have college wrestling background. We can jump into practice. Like I've jumped into practices. That's the coolest part is when like Ray waters is one of my athletes. He wrestled at ASU. I'm asking him questions about this specific thing that I've done since I was six too, but I know he's better than me at it. And I get to learn from that guy. And then three hours later, he's in for a strength conditioning session and the dynamics switched. That's, that's probably one of the best equalizers and best create, not that you want to create friendships, but you garner that trust. I guess it would be, that would, that would be what buds a friendship if it were to bud, but you both trust each other way more and it helps the dynamic just in general. Even if you're not trying to be friends, if you could get to their level and learn from them, they're going to trust that you actually want and actually try to learn, not just blow them off. That sets you up for success in the other end too. Absolutely. And I don't know why, but I just keep getting bogged down by this like 
friend terminology, right? That it just, yeah. I keep thinking about it. Like, what is the difference between like a relationship and a friendship, or what is the difference between a coach athlete relationship and then a friendship? Like, where, where I don't. And again, <clears throat> there's no right or wrong answer to all of that. I'm sure you can go and look up a objective definition of friendship or whatever. But like to me, it's just like, what is the context of your coach athlete relationship? Well, like, because, I will. When I, when I think about what your question right there, I think about instead of that, it's, do you spend time outside of each, each workplace, right? If you, if you go to skill practice or if they come to your gym or if they go to the healthcare facility, are you hanging out outside of there? Or do you interact outside of there? Okay. Yeah. I mean, but even then, like you could still be like a professional meeting. And like, if I'm going to get coffee with one of my fighters or, you know, we're going to, a certain showing uh, or a um, watch party of some fights or whatever, like, yep. you know, or we go out to celebrate after a win, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that yep. stuff is still in my eyes within a coach athlete relationship. Like, I, I don't know if that's, I'm thinking like outside of the context, like me and my and Sean, the one, my football player, like we go grab beers Yeah, like that. That's what I mean. Okay. Well, I mean, even that, I think you can still look at it like just a relate, like a person-to-person relationship or yeah. in, in that sense. So, like I said, I get caught up in semantics sometimes, but I you? still just look. Yeah. When has that ever happened? I, I, I think you're being sarcastic. I am. I am. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just what's the context of the relationship and what, where's the mutual respect, I guess, is the, kind of the nitty-gritty of it if we're going to boil it down to a simple answer. Well, so here, I want to get your take on this. And there's one right answer. Okay. Thoughts on coaches dating athletes. <laughs> yeah, there is a correct answer, and it's that no coach should ever date their own athlete. Good. <laughs> or or no, but yeah, just be responsible about that type of relationship. Dude, I see it. I just I see it happen yeah. so many times. And I guess sometimes it works like Pat Barry and uh um Rose, but for 99.99999% of the time, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, and I mean if you're an adult context and you know uh, your athlete that you're training is um again an adult and you're an adult like that's not a problem if you're attracted to each other but probably just get out of the coaching athlete relationship hand off responsibilities to somebody else like like, all right i you know especially in it's a new relationship that just gets really muddy you know yes so um luckily i'll never have to worry about that and neither will you so (laughs) thankfully yeah, uh, it wasn't really for us. It was <laughs> to get that out there that people, I, yeah, I mean, it it's, in, it's in the like ether 100%. that please don't yeah. do that. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. It happens. And like, those are the scandals and some of the shit that you hear about, but yeah, stay stick clear of that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so should you be friends with your athletes? Often? I say yes. Okay. Yeah. I would give it a, uh, a yes as if we had to say yes or no to it, but always within a coach athlete relationship context i guess is my thought yeah yeah i just you see so many times uh that's shit that's two books in a row for building a fighter that that is a key point of that athlete success though is the friendship with the coach Mm -hmm. tim grover and michael jordan kobe bryant all the big basketball players are basically him um and then russell wilson with trevor moad and it takes what it takes like that's a case of really, really close friendships and coaches that some of the best in the world. Yeah. And I mean, how much better can you accomplish your job if you are friends? Yeah. Like us, this would suck if I hated you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this would exist if you hated me. Uh, 
Like if we were forced to do this, eh. well, then I think that happens in corporate America. Yeah. Yeah. I either don't like my work or I don't like my coworkers and then productivity and shit stalls or whatever. Yeah. So, but I think that's a, that's a good place to end. If you will, like know the context, know inappropriate, out of, uh, and appropriate behaviors, I guess around the, the area, but strengthening your coach athlete relationship, I don't think is really ever a bad idea. I would agree, but you did the intro. So you have to do the oh, outro. No. Oh no. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's with building a fighter. That was our podcast about coach athlete relationships and, and being friends with your athletes or not. Um, check out our website. We've redone some things on it. It's completely updated. The purchase portal and looking at the programs is completely redone. It's a lot smoother. Um, by this point, we've added some programs. We have, I think, six or seven different programs on there that reach into different wells whether you're just trying to feel better while you do jujitsu, whether you're trying to build mass and muscle or whether you're coming back from an injury, there's all types of general programs on there. And then we always, of course, have our customized programming through true coach. If you want to sign up for that option um, and get trained by us and see what our methodology is about and see if you feel better, which I'm fairly confident that you will. Um, we do team programming and then we're always being active on Instagram. Check out our social media posts and, and the content that we're putting out besides the podcast. Um, all those links and way to contact us is in the show notes. But um, yeah, this is Building Fighter. My name's Alex Friedman. Dr. Austin Shane. And we are out.